Welcome to the Triathlon Nutrition Academy podcast, the show designed to serve you up evidence-based sports nutrition advice from the experts. Hi, I'm your host, Taryn, accredited practicing dietitian, advanced sports dietitian, and founder of Dietitian Approved. Listen as I break down the latest evidence to give you practical, easy to digest strategies to train hard, recover faster, and perform at your best. You have so much potential, and I want to help you unlock that with the power of nutrition. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, and thank you for putting me in your ear holes today. I'm coming to you from my cupboard, as per usual, and what I want to talk you through today is some strategies to help you manage return to training. So wherever you are listening, whether it's going for a long run or maybe sitting on the wind trainer, send me a selfie or a screen grab of you listening wherever you are. Tag me on Instagram at dietitian.approved. You've got to spell dietitian correctly though, the Australian way with two T's, not a C. But I love seeing my academy athletes on our power hours every Thursday Some of them are running on a treadmill. Some of them are going for a walk. Some of them are sitting on a wind trainer. I love that we can multitask and exercise and upskill in our nutrition as well. So definitely tag me if you're doing something like that right now. So today's episode on managing a return to training. Now, what does that actually mean? Return to training could simply mean getting back into it after being sick. You know, we've had a few days or a week or a couple of weeks off and we're kind of restarting again. It could be maybe some holidays where you've had a week off or a couple of weeks off or multiple weeks off where you're not in your usual rhythm of training. You could have been injured and so you've really not done much until now and we're sort of starting to get back into that. You could have had an off-season break, whatever those things are. You could have done a massive event, like maybe you've just done Kona Maybe you've done Sunny Coast 70.3 or another big 70.3 Ironman event or whatever it is and you've had some downtime and you're just getting back into your training now. It could also be, it's not necessarily a return to training, but it could be that you're new to training, that you're just starting out. And some of these strategies are going to be really useful for you. When we are high achieving triathletes and we do a lot of exercise, it's really important that we overlay our nutrition strategies with that. But when we're used to training at such a high level and doing lots of volume or lots of training hours, when we go from doing nothing to just a little bit, we kind of forget that that's actually a really key important time for nutrition. It's not a time to be relaxed or underdoing it because It's actually quite a big stress on your body to go from not doing anything to suddenly doing something again. So we need to be really mindful of our nutrition in this key window rather than going, oh, well, I'm used to doing, you know, six hour rides. So a 60 minute easy ride is nothing. So I'm just going to not put any nutrition strategies around that. So I've got five strategies for you to help manage that return to training, whatever the reason is that you've taken a bit of a backseat and we're just starting to get back into it. So the first one is that you really need to match your fueling to your training load and quickly, quickly align that as soon as possible, as in in a day. I don't want that to happen in a week or two weeks or, you know, months. 
We know that in as little as three days of not eating properly, that's enough to affect our sex hormones, male and female. And for a female, three days of low energy availability around training is enough to drop a menstrual cycle out for that month. So it's really important that you quickly match your fueling to training and we're not in a hole, even if it's a short one. Now, don't be guided by your appetite at this time. It actually takes a week or two for your appetite to catch up to what your body's doing. It's not a great regulator and signal for how much fuel you need. A lot of the time when you don't train and then train, your appetite doesn't tell you that you're hungry. And so you're like, I'm not hungry, so I won't eat. And that doesn't happen for a little while. It'll maybe take two weeks for that to happen. And then you are suddenly ravenous and you can't seem to fill the hole. You just want to eat everything. And that's your body playing catch up. It's giving you the message that you've underdone it. And so it's sending out all of your hunger hormones to go, hold on a minute. We're in the red. We're in a hole here. Back up. Let's make them really hungry. Make them eat everything so that that deficit is not so great. But that's not a great way to eat. We've definitely underdone it for the first trajectory into training, and then we're overdoing it later on down the track. So make sure in those first couple of days of returning to training, we're eating to support that. And that is periodization in a nutshell, but doing it quickly, not having a lag. The second strategy is to make sure you're getting enough protein and ensure that it's distributed nice and regularly across the day. When we're returning to exercise, it's really important that we focus on getting the right building blocks at the right time. We don't want to have no protein for breakfast or not enough in our recovery meal and then a little bit for lunch potentially but still not quite filling our cup and then overdoing it having way too much at dinner. That is quite a common way for people to eat you know, quickly grabbing toast as you run out the door for breakfast, lunch, maybe you're grabbing some sushi or you've got a salad, but it doesn't really have enough protein in it. And then dinner is a very protein rich meal. Maybe it's a massive steak that's as big as your hand or it's two of your hands. But what we want to do is split that all up, spread it across the day nice and evenly and fill our cup at regular intervals. And that is going to maximize your results and our muscle protein synthesis pathways. Particularly when you're returning to training, it is this window of opportunity to make sure we're ticking the right boxes, hitting our right targets, because our body is so open to absorbing those nutrients at that time. Particularly if you're new to triathlon, you will just eat away at your muscles if you're not getting enough protein in your day-to-day diet. It's going to borrow it somewhere and it's going to borrow it from your muscles. The third strategy, which kind of leads on nicely, is that you really need to dial in your recovery nutrition. Now, most triathletes suck at their recovery nutrition unless you've had some guidance in this space. Making sure you do a really good job in the beginning is key, particularly as you build that training load up again. Now, your requirements for recovery are really individual, so I'm not going to go through it here but we need to be making sure that we're ticking the right boxes for you. And protein's a big one and getting enough there, but also carbohydrate. We need to refuel our muscle glycogen fuel tank and you need to understand what that looks like for you. I would encourage you to be a bit more sort of efficient or aggressive with your recovery nutrition practices 
particularly when you're returning to training because of that window of opportunity. And we don't want to put ourselves into too much of a hole or a deficit because we don't feel like we need it or our appetite's not there supporting that. But now's the time to kind of give yourself a kick in the butt and be a bit more aggressive in this space so that you can back up and recover again quickly and not feel so rubbish when you get back into training load again. So we've taken a bit of a break for whatever reason and we're getting back into it. We need to make sure really quickly our daily fueling matches our training load within a day or two, okay? No lag. We need to be making sure we're getting enough protein and that it's evenly distributed across the day. We don't have a small amount, inadequate amount early on and then a huge massive dose later on. It's nice and evenly spread. And then thirdly, making sure your recovery nutrition after every single session is perfect for you. If you're doing those three things, then you're doing better than probably 95% of the triathletes that return to training with no nutrition knowledge. And my fourth strategy when you're returning to training is making sure you still focus on the micronutrients. They are still key. You don't need to take a supplement or a multivitamin or anything like that. You can get enough from food as long as you're doing a good job of eating all of your nutrient-rich foods. So think fresh fruits and vegetables, all of the colors. In fact, the more colors, the better, as well as our whole grain breads and cereals, nuts and seeds, olive oil, avocado, fatty fish like salmon and tuna. Let's think about where we're getting our micronutrients from not just our macros. Yes, we need to understand how much we need for our macros, but in doing that and tracking macros and counting calories and all those sorts of things, we seem to forget that micronutrients are also important and we need a big injection in our diet when we're starting to ramp up our training load again. Sorry to interrupt, but just a quick announcement to let you know that I've decided to open doors to the Triathlon Nutrition Academy earlier than I had planned in July. So I'm going to open them from April 6th to the 13th for one week only. So if you've been thinking about working on your nutrition this year, make sure you have your name on our wait list at dietitianapproved.com forward slash academy. The Academy is your one-stop shop for everything that you need to know about triathlon nutrition. I'm going to teach you exactly what to eat on a daily basis to support training without feeling tired and exhausted most of the time. We also build your very own custom race nutrition plans for every distance, sprint, Olympic, 70.3 and full distance Ironman events, plus everything that goes with racing to the best of your ability like carbohydrate loading, your pre-race meal, hydration, performance boosting supplements, all the things. Plus, I guarantee I can save you time and money by investing in your nutrition education. So if you're ready to level up your nutrition, head to dietitianapproved.com forward slash academy now and get your name on the list for April. So make sure you're getting your two serves of fruit, five serves of veggies on the daily. Make sure you're getting enough fiber in your diet. Make sure you're meeting your calcium needs. That's so important as an endurance athlete. We need it for strong bones and teeth, but calcium is involved in every single muscle contraction. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to episode 40, where I talked about calcium and why it's so important for endurance athletes. 
The other nutrient that you really need to concentrate on as an endurance athlete is iron. Are you getting enough from your diet here? Do you know how much you need? Are you meeting your RDI or your target? And do you know how to look into what your iron levels are and make sure that they are optimal for somebody that's active? We have higher requirements and different targets when we train for three sports different to the general population. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to episode 33. This is some, you know, good Christmas holiday listening where I was joined with Becky Hall, who is a fellow advanced sports dietitian who has done a lot of research in iron and endurance performance. So a good place to go if you have no idea what I'm talking about with iron. These are two really important nutrients that you need and you need to be across And it's something we cover in the first phase of the Triathlon Nutrition Academy program for that reason. When we are spending eight weeks together building out your day-to-day nutrition, these are two key things that we talk about pretty quickly in the program because they are so important and triathletes don't have any idea how to get enough here. So if you're interested in that, we open doors again in January 2023. So just planting the seed now if that's something that you want to do for next year. Other nutrients that we also need in our diet are our pre and probiotic foods. And a lot of us kind of forget about that. We don't need to take a probiotic supplement again. There's definitely reasons for that, but you can be getting a lot of these things from your diet. So think yogurt, kefir, kombucha, but real kombucha, not the fake stuff. Kimchi, sauerkraut, a lot of these fermented foods are really good for our gut and our gut microbes. The same as our prebiotic foods, which our gut bacteria need. A lot of that stuff's found in our fruits and vegetables. So again, another tick for making sure you have that good plant-based diversity in your diet. Particularly when you're returning to training, that's a key time where we have increased needs for a lot of these things. Also, just on a day-to-day basis, I'm really passionate about getting people to eat well on a day-to-day basis to set them up for performance now, but also long-term health into the future. Like you can do some pretty bad damage in your fit years when you do triathlon that you won't have any ideas about until you're like 80 or maybe 90 and retired from the sport and you've done some damage to your bones or other things like that. So even though you exercise a lot and you think you eat really well, just think big picture. Where are we going with this? And are you putting the right things into your high-performing you know, machine, your body, which is your temple? Are you doing the right things now to set you up to be healthy later? And my fifth and final strategy for what to do when you're returning to training after a bit of a hiatus is to make sure you lean on those anti-inflammatory foods. As you reestablish that regular training rhythm, it's likely that you probably have an increase in our pro-inflammatory markers. You've got that inflammation happening just from exercise and that's normal, it's natural, it's nothing to be worried about, but you might be a bit sore. Ever had a break from the gym and then come back to squat day and then you just can't walk downstairs or sit down on the toilet or do anything a few days afterwards? We can help dampen that down and quieten that inflammation a little bit with our anti-inflammatory foods. So focus on getting your omega-3s and your polyphenols that will help offset that oxidative damage and soak up the free radicals that we produce during exercise. So think things like oily fish, like salmon, tuna, herring, mackerel, our plant-based sources of omega-3s, so flax seeds, walnuts, and chia seeds. 
And you can even get some marine sources from seaweed and like sushi nori sheets. They're also a great source of iodine, which is pretty limiting in the Australian diet. So this is just your gentle reminder that if you are doing a bit of a return or even you're planning a break over Christmas or some point in the future to really make sure you focus on your nutrition when you come back to training. It's so important then and even more so important when you very first start out in the sport. So if you're listening, awesome, you're in the right place. But if you're fresh and new, is a time where we need to be really diligent with our nutrition. But it's not something we focus on until way later. Once we've got a coach and we've upgraded our bike and we feel like we're in a rhythm with training and racing, but we're starting to have negative things happen. That's typically when people go, oh, okay, I better look at my nutrition. But really, it's from the get-go that it's so important to understand what you need to be doing. So you're setting yourself up for success. Rather than making the mistakes that others make, do it right from the beginning. I would rather you not get injured or find out you're in low energy availability or keep getting sick and run down and stressed and tired and you have no idea how to fix it. Feeling like what I call the tired triathlete, like by Fridays, you're just wrecked. You can't get through your long sessions on the weekends. You're just exhausted all the time. You're starving and your body composition's not doing or responding to what you're throwing at it. The tired triathlete epitomizes all of those things. I don't want that for you. I want you to feel supercharged. I want you to feel like you can push through the back end of hard training sessions because that's where the magic happens. I want you to have energy right throughout your week. No big peaks and troughs. I want you to get through big, long training session days and feel like you could keep going. That's some good yardsticks that you've got your nutrition relatively dialed in if you can feel like that. That's my five simple strategies to manage your return to training from a nutrition perspective. You've got to do a lot of other things too, right? Body maintenance, make sure your training doesn't spike, et cetera, et cetera. But nutritionally, making sure you're matching your fueling to training, like so important. That is one of the key things you need to get right if you're doing triathlon before you start taking pills and potions and worrying about the latest supplement craze. Number two, getting enough protein, but making sure it's spread well. We don't have this huge, big overflowing your cup amount at one meal and not enough at the others. Let's try and get that evenly matched. Particularly if you're a vegetarian or a vegan athlete, really important that you're getting enough for you and what you need to actually absorb and extract from those foods too. Aggressive, efficient, prioritized recovery nutrition, particularly when you start out again or you're just starting and always, but particularly in that on-ramp into training again. So, so important. And understanding what you need for you because it is very different depending on who you are and what you got going on. Micronutrients. I feel like I bang on about fruits and vegetables all the time. Yes, I'm a dietitian, but we seem to forget that we need these things. No, you don't need a multivitamin supplement. It is purely a safety blanket. You're going to pee a lot of that out. And so it's a complete waste of money and you're just making expensive pee. But how about we take a step back and focus on the foundations of eating properly and eating well, which means eating fruits and vegetables. Not that sexy, but so much more benefit to micronutrients and pre and probiotics and fiber and healthy fats and so many different things that are setting us up for life. Anti-inflammatory foods, 
Make these your best friend. And if you're not using some of those things already, then I'd probably be looking at putting them into your diet more so anyway. Something we can dive into inside the Triathlon Nutrition Academy if you want to know more. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for having me in your ear holes. And hey, if you are doing anything while you're listening, send me an image, post it on the socials. Don't forget to tag me. I always love to see what you're up to. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Triathlon Nutrition Academy podcast. I would love to hear from you. If you have any questions or want to share with me what you've learned, email me at podcast at dietitianapproved.com. You can also spread the word by leaving me a review and taking a screenshot of you listening to the show. Don't forget to tag me on social media at dietitian.approved so I can give you a shout out too. If you want to learn more about what we do, head to dietitianapproved.com. And if you want to learn more about the Triathlon Nutrition Academy program, head to dietitianapproved.com forward slash academy. Thanks for joining me and I look forward to helping you smash it in the fourth leg. Nutrition! Nutrition!